For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. So, uh, JP and Adam, I'm here with both of you guys. And uh, since the last time that I think either one of you have been on the podcast, uh, Joe Biden has won Georgia more times than the Capitals won in the bubble. So I, I don't know. Like, it's been a while since we talked. JP, what are your uh, what are your holiday plans for this year? Oh, I mean, they're certainly uh, elaborate. Uh, we are going to uh, be in one room of the house and we're going to maybe move to another one. I think wow. my wife, my wife and I might go for a vacation and uh, spend a night in our guest bedroom. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that. Uh, that's get about away from the, the size kids of somehow, it. you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just a little change of scenery, so uh, spice things up a little bit. But I mean, I, I really, I mean, it's we're we're just hunkered down till we're not, I guess. Yeah. Adam, what about you? Uh, I actually don't think we really have have any plans at all at this point in time. You know, we've we're down in Texas, so there isn't really any family close by, even if we kind of wanted to get together with them and. Uh, we were able to see my dad for Thanksgiving, but he, you know, stayed away until he got his COVID test and all that stuff. So it's uh, probably going to be a pretty quiet first Christmas for the daughter down here. So there you uh, go. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you, and you now have a baby, Adam. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I guess we, I don't know if I've been on since, since uh, Elizabeth was born. She was born uh, October 13th. So yeah. pretty cool. Uh, and I, I can vouch from the Facebook photos. Uh, definitely, definitely very cute. Uh, <laughs> so one thing that does not take a holiday break is uh, Japers Rink Radio. So uh, let's let's hop into the show here. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I'm your co-host Greg Young, and uh, today uh, we have a uh, we've been off for a while, so we got a uh, we got a three-man show today, uh, and I'm joined by uh, JP and Adam. So uh, JP, how are you doing today? Uh, I mean, do you want the the real answer, or is this like just the, the, the perfunctory? The, the perfunctory. Uh, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, you know, grinding, living day to day, some day, good days and bad days, et cetera, et cetera. There you go. And uh, Adam, do you have any uh, any uh, summation in uh, Bob Dylan-esque language like JP gave about how uh, how you've been doing? Well, th- things are fine. I got lucky and got the PS5, so I've got the daughter of the PS5, and uh, I'm a happy man right now. You know, just. <laughs> Life came together for you. What, what's been your uh, What's been your favorite game on the PS5 so far? Uh, so I've actually been playing a lot of Warzone, which is still a PS4 game. But uh, the other one would definitely be that new Spider-Man game. Yeah, pretty, pretty sweet. Yes, guys. With, you know, quick plug. 
can't travel, but if you play that game, basically like you're in New York City. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you, you you guys were both uh, big Red Dead Redemption fans. You gotta play Ghost of Tsushima. It's awesome. Yeah. My, uh, so my brother has been vouching for that game. I've been playing Valhalla like an mm-hmm. ungodly amount of time, and it's exactly fine. So yeah. Play Tsushima. You're the second person to recommend that game for me. So uh, I I think I'm going to dive in at some point. Uh, One thing that is not a video game uh, and is kind of the opposite of a video game in terms of my interest level is uh, the thoughts on kind of where we're at for the new season. Uh, So I guess... uh, JP, I, I you know I know that we kind of get a little bogged down on the details here, but I guess kind of when are you expecting there to be a season, and what would be a if if the NHL somehow exceeded your expectations about when they would play, what would that look like, or what would kind of be a worst case scenario in your eye? Uh, well, I mean, I guess worst case is that they don't get started up at all, uh, and I think that the it sounds like the owners have some incentive for that to be the case uh, in terms of the money that they would lose by running uh, things uh, through a a lockout where they can't have fans and concessions and everything like that. Uh, So I guess that's the worst case. Uh, Best case. uh, I don't know that I believe uh, a mid January start can really happen. Although, you know, they're not going to be playing uh, preseason games. They probably don't need long camps and everybody's probably more or less on call ready to go. So uh, I would say, you know, my, I don't know if it's the best case or most realistic case or what, but uh, I, I could see maybe late January or very early February start with like a 48 to 54 or whatever, 56 game season, something like that. I don't know. Who the hell knows? Nobody knows. So, so Adam, I think when we've both been fans, we've watched uh, a season completely evaporate and uh, we've watched another season that got cut in half for basically no reason in uh, 2013-14. So actually a year before that, 2012-13. So I guess, I don't know, do you think the NHL has earned any of the benefit of the doubt when it comes to working with the players? No, absolutely not. I mean, Gary Bettman's job is to represent ownership, and, uh, you know, that's what he does. Um, you know, JP just kind of mentioned about how it sounds like some teams around the league are in a position where they will certainly be in better shape if there are no games played at all. And um, with, with that in mind, I think the league, uh, you know, the, the commissioner is, is not going to be uh, inclined to really uh, – feel a need to, to make sure that there are games. I don't think he's going to feel that much pressure. And I think that we've seen that largely fans have forgiven the NHL when, when they do lose time. Um, you know, I'm not quite old enough to remember exactly kind of how NHL popularity was exactly uh, pre and post lockout. I mean, I was like 13, 14 years old. Um, but, you know, the, the more recent one, I, I think fans came back very interested and um, my my biggest concern with it is how much this is going to hurt Alex Ovechkin's chance to catch Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that's that's definitely on the table. Uh, JP, I know that you had some thoughts on kind of what Adam just got into and the cost of uh, the NHL not starting on time and maybe some of the predictions being a little more dour than than is maybe based in reality. So kind of kind of expand upon that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Adam sort of uh, got at it. it. You know, I've seen a lot of people say the NHL can't afford to, uh, you know, to tank the season, to have, you know, partial season or whatever, especially while the NBA is full steam ahead and everything. And the NHL will lose uh, all the momentum or whatever, or the fans or this, that, and the other thing. And I, I just think it's kind of uh, – ridiculous because this is a i mean the fans always come back to this they they are like uh they they just keep coming back no matter what the league does to them no matter how uh they lock out uh the players um you know work stoppages the game itself whatever they choose to do with the game the um you know the the social issues in the game that they they haven't handled as well as they could have uh but the the fans come back and the reason the fans come back is 
the only fans that are left at this point are the diehard fans and or us, not go- basically <laughs> yeah i mean yeah if if us but i mean that is you know reality is uh, we're not going anywhere. Anybody who thinks that the NHL is going to lose a ton of fans if they play 48 games instead of 64 games or something like that, uh, greatly overestimate the actual fan base that the NHL has. It is a niche sport at this point, and people kind of need to realize that before they start talking about losing so many casual fans. There just aren't that many casual fans to lose, frankly. So, I mean, I don't see... I don't see them taking a huge hit that they can't rebound from uh, if there's a work stoppage or something like that. But, you know, who knows? I could be wrong about that, too. Yeah, no, I think it's 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 I mean, it, on one hand, it's frustrating because at least with the details of this most recent one, because the, the owners and the players had a deal. Right. Mm-hmm. They had a memorandum of understanding. And it's kind of frustrating to see the NHL. uh try to, I guess, renege on it. Although I've been listening and reading in some places that it doesn't really seem like Bettman's heart is in this one as much as maybe some of the other ones. So I don't know. I mean, I I think I'm kind of with you guys. And the other thing that's worth thinking about too, is I think the NHL is such a, fans are so regional and segmented. It's a lot less like football where the default is, oh, we're going to watch the Super Bowl, even if my team isn't in it. Just in hockey, it's much less like that. And as the playoffs go on, you see the ratings just drop and drop because fewer teams and there's just like people are much more. I say this on a podcast about the Washington Capitals, right? People are just much more segmented in their viewing habits for the league. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and those people, they'll watch if there's something worth watching and they won't if there there isn't, Uh, you know, with their own team, you know, Uh, all the you know, quote unquote, casual fans that were around for the Caps 2018 cup run, uh, you know, they're probably, they probably dropped off right after that. And uh, if the Caps make another cup run, they'll be back. I mean, that's just the kind of the way it works. And it's not going to have anything to do really with, um, you know, a, a work stoppage probably, but. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, it, inevitably when the league hopefully does come back and, uh, I think I think we all do think that eventually the league will come back this year because uh, there's it, it doesn't seem like particularly with the TV deal on the horizon that there's a ton of incentive at least not to play unless you're an owner of the Florida Panthers or uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, so one of the things that's been discussed is uh, the idea that the NHL is going to te- need to temporarily realign this season because. Uh, as you guys may or may not know, uh, it's basically impossible for a U.S. citizen to go into Canada right now. So the idea being that it, the Canadian teams need to form their own league. And as a result, Washington might be in a division, according to a speculative tweet by a, a frequent podcast guest, Greg Wyshynski, uh, that the Caps might be in a division with the Boston Bruins, Buffalo Sabres, Carolina Hurricanes, New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, and the Philadelphia Flyers. So, Adam, uh, two teams that are not in there, one much more notable than the other, is uh, Pittsburgh and Columbus. Uh, So, uh, obviously, you have a lot of thoughts on the Caps not being in a division with Columbus. Very important to you. But uh, how do you kind of feel like that division could shake out for the Caps? Uh, I think it's a pretty tough division i mean i think the the bruins and carolina are both both very solid teams and uh honestly i don't exactly know where i think the caps are going to fall uh on their own i mean having a new head coach um not having a lot of time to get acclimated to any tweaks to the system that or or a whole new system i mean this will be this is a much more dramatic change than what the capitals had just a couple years ago with todd reardon coming in for barry trotz um I mean, a lot of times teams do a lot better when they have a coaching change mid-season, but I wonder if it, and they don't have all this time to prepare, but I, I don't know if that will be the case here for the Caps. Um, I, I think I think after the way that they performed in the playoffs, having a kind of hard reset would have been really good for the team, and um, we'll, we'll see what the kind of changes they're able to make on the fly, but I'm more worried about how the Caps are going to play than, than any of their uh, necessary opponents in their division, but... It sounds like a pretty solid division. I'll miss Pittsburgh, though. Those games are always fun. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the interesting thing is uh, you would you would have figured the NHL, 
with the heavy emphasis on quote-unquote rivalries, would actually put the Caps in a division with their really one actual rival. But uh, I guess, JP, there, there are definitely some interesting teams in here. You look at the Caps typically play well against Boston, although that seems like kind of a weird, floopy thing. And uh, Buffalo being the other team that's in there that might be kind of an interesting team for how the Caps would match up for them, particularly after Buffalo got Taylor Hall. So I don't know, kind of, kind of what are your thoughts on how this is going to shake out for the Caps? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with Adam that uh, it, it's cliche to say it, but, uh, you know, the Caps are going to, how the Caps fare is going to be largely uh, on how they play, not who they're uh, in a division with, uh, you know, and they, I mean, they also have a, still have a pretty good rivalry with Philly and uh, even the Rangers to an extent. And I know that Carolina would love to have a rivalry with the Caps. Uh, they're the NHL's the, most thirsty team. I think the thirstiest, the thirstiest fucking <laughs> thirstiest team. In the, yeah. Yeah, the, the thirstiest Twitter account that ever thirsted. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it, uh, uh, Boston's tough. They're probably a better team than Pittsburgh right now. I don't think that's uh, a big leap. But Columbus looked like a good team too. So uh, I, I don't know that it changes all that much, uh, really. And I I don't know how the schedule would shake out. If it's a super like divisional heavy schedule, you know, maybe I'd think differently. But if it's still uh, you know, spread out a little bit than uh, maybe. But, I mean, it'd be cool if we could just get rid of those Canadian teams kind of forever, right? Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just... I don't uh, know, though. I'm a Caps fan. I mean, not really one of those teams, I guess, Toronto aside, is any good. So, like, I mean, why not? Uh, and also, I, th- this would deprive me of watching uh, Quinn Hughes and Nate Schmidt for, and obviously Connor McDavid too. So uh, I don't know. I, I think that might, might be a little harsh for for where I'm at. All right, all right. One step at a time. There you go. All right. Well, you'll. Uh, I mean, ma- mainly this is a Quinn Hughes friendly podcast because I went to uh, University of Michigan and uh, law and got to watch him play. And uh, man, oh man, he was fun to watch in college. Uh, so I guess kind of a abrupt transition that I don't have a great hook for, but. Uh, the Capitals' uh, offseason, I guess, is over now, kind of, in terms of the acquisition. So, JP, the Caps have gotten a new coach. They have a refurbished blue line, blue line and uh, they have Henrik frickin' Lundqvist instead of Braden Holpe. Uh, let me just ask you this. Are the Caps better now than when the offseason started? Uh, you know, uh, I think they are. Um, I, I think that there's a massive upgrade behind the bench. Um, but uh, I, I like the tweaks that they've made uh, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out in goal. I think that uh, Henrik Lundqvist did not come to Washington to be anybody's backup and mentor. Uh, I think he is uh, here to compete for a job. I think he thinks he can still be a number one guy on a cup, uh, a team with cup aspirations. And uh, I look forward to seeing him, him show that I, I've always been a huge, huge fan of his, uh, you know, as, as much of a fan of uh, a guy who routinely crushes your soul. Uh, yes. You can be, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's just one of the great goalies of all time, the greatest goalie of his generation. And, uh, seeing him in a Caps jersey is going to be really cool. And that's, you know, Adam mentioned uh, Ovi's run at Gretzky as being uh, one of the big casualties of uh, any shortened season. And obviously, you know, that uh, I totally agree with that. That's the number one thing. But, you know, if if you were going to if you're going to lose one of Henrik Lundqvist's last seasons, maybe his last season in uh, is one season in Washington or something like that. If you're going to cut that dramatically short, uh, that sucks, too, I think. So, uh, but no, I, I like what they've done uh, with the uh, blue line, I think. And, um, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I still have some concerns about the overall forward depth. Um, but uh, a lot of those concerns can be um, alleviated with uh, good good schemes that uh, really play to the strengths of the 
players that they have on that roster. And uh, so it's really on LaViolette to see what he can do with uh, this roster. Yeah. And uh, Adam, I know that you were Todd Reardon's biggest fan, obviously. Um, So uh, let me just kind of pitch the coaching angle to you. Where do you think that LaViolette is going to represent the biggest improvement on Todd Reardon? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, when I was talking to Adam Bingen back in September, I think he was kind of talking about, um, kind of when you, when you looked at the caps and you looked at kind of what Todd Reardon was doing for the team, uh, the caps was kind of, they they kind of became a meh blah team. Um, I, I think that Laviolette has the ability to kind of give the capitals that kind of back to that organizational identity they had under Barry Trotz, not necessarily the same identity, but unidentity, um, which, you know, for, for a guy who likes looking at stats and all the stuff like I, like I do, um, it, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, right, when you talk about a team's identity. It's not something you can quantify, but it's something that you can tell just when you're looking at a game. And um, I, I didn't really think the Caps necessarily had that as much under, under Reardon, and I think we will see that. Um, in, in terms of, you know, what specific area can, can the Caps kind of improve upon, uh, obviously defense. I mean, defense is just awful. Uh, they can't be much worse than they were under Todd, in, in my opinion. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not sure I'm a big Brendan Dillon guy, uh, but, but we'll see how he does for a full year with the Caps. Um, I was actually going to ask JP what you thought about him. Um, well, he, I thought he was okay. I thought he was. Uh, he had some moments. Uh, I did like how he treated Evgeny Malkin uh, yeah. in, the, <laughs> in that early game uh, between the two. Um, I'm not... What what makes me a little more confident is that they clearly uh, went out and re-signed him knowing who the coach was and uh, that he would work for Peter, uh, for Peter Laviolette. And uh, who's, by the way, whose birthday it is today for oh, the yeah. Caps uh, Twitter uh, <laughs> account that uh, for some reason decided birthday was two words. Um but yeah, well, that, 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 they don't know what, what direction a five goes into so. <laughs> the um, uh, anyway. But so, you know, I, I have some confidence that uh, he's a guy that LaViolette thinks he can work with. So, um, you know, it, it'll uh, be interesting to see who plays with whom and how it all shakes out. And uh, I it's kind of maybe the the devil you know kind of thing where they could have gone and spent that money on someone else in that slot and uh, rolled the dice on it maybe with higher upside but probably uh, with a lower downside too so they it was almost uh, sort of the safe move to stick with him and you know by all accounts everybody seems to uh, get along with him and get along great. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's okay. I like, uh, I like to see what, uh, Dmitry Orlov has coming this year. I'd like to see John Carlson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Carlson play better. Uh, I'm hugely, uh, anticipating, uh, Martin Fervari's, uh, play in the future near and long term. uh, you know, we'll see. Justin Schultz. Uh, it, it, don't make me name everybody on the blue line because I don't think I. <laughs> well, I, 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 I let, let me ask you this though, and I guess Adam, you can kind of ch- ch- uh, chip in here too a little bit. It seems like the Capitals might have like one more blue liner than they're gonna ultimately have. I. It seems like a lot of people have kind of speculated that maybe a Nick Jensen might be kind of on the way out or something like that. So I don't know. I guess. JP, I'll, I'll pitch this to you first, and then Adam chime in later. Uh, if if there was one Caps defenseman that you wouldn't mind seeing not there anymore, kind of kind of what what direction would you think they should go? Yeah, I th- I think that uh, not necessarily by virtue of his play, because I think his play was fine. Uh, but I think Nick Jensen, uh, because of his salary and uh, you know, m- and the fact that he's right-handed, might uh, be the most uh, movable guy back there. Um, you know, uh, they're, they're obviously not moving one of the new guys. I, I would be disappointed if they gave up on, uh, Siegenthaler or moved him for something. So, 
Um, you know, I, I think that Jensen seems to be the guy. Um, but you, you know, uh, yeah. they've surprised me before. Adam, do you do you have any uh, any particular thoughts on this? Uh, nothing that really JP hasn't said, except for the fact that I had almost forgotten that the Capitals had signed Justin Schultz. And uh, didn't Tyson Berry go for less somewhere else? I think that was kind of a yeah. I, I don't I don't I, I, when I when I had Micah on, he didn't seem to love that signing very much. Although uh, the thing I will say with the Capitals with, relative to a lot of teams is that. I, I tend to think that they sign with the idea of exactly what that player is going to bring to the team. And you know, sometimes it, with other teams, it seems, oh, well, this is a guy on the market. We'll bring him in. But I, I would imagine the Caps have a pretty specific idea on how they would use a Justin Schultz because yeah. it seemed like they wanted him right away and that they had a pretty big use for him. So I, I don't I don't really know what I think about this signing. That's what they did also for Nick Jensen, right? I mean, they traded yeah. for him and they signed him that same day, if I'm remembering this correctly. I mean, they didn't even he didn't even suit up for a game in a Caps uniform before they gave him a contract extension, if, if I'm remembering that correctly. From a I think that years is ago. correct. Yeah. So, I, and I mean, Jensen hasn't been awful by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't necessarily think I, I definitely don't think he's worked out how he was supposed to work out. He was supposed to be another Kempney. And uh, I, I don't think he he's been that guy. So it, yeah, know, I think maybe, I think they, I think they envisioned him as a uh, top four guy, uh, like a, a second pair on the right uh, side that's what guy. They hate him. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's not. I mean, maybe at times he can be, but he's. I, I don't think he's playing top four minutes for a team that has serious cup aspirations. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, the uh, final final thing, and then we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to spring a game show upon you guys. Uh, the, uh, the Washington Capitals have uh, released their reverse retro jersey, uh, which, as, as of uh, this moment, I think is either the top or second top selling jersey in the re- reverse retro jersey in the NHL. So, uh, I don't, Adam, when you first saw it, what, what, what was your thinking about it? Um, I thought it looked... Okay, uh, I thought I, I liked it more after we started seeing it on the players um, than I thought it looked kind of when it was just fans modeling it. And then uh, I still like the blue one that was going around on Twitter more, to be honest, than that one. But I, I think it's a nice jersey. There's a decent chance I'll get one, but it wasn't my favorite. But also... I'm not the best on this stuff because I also think the Colorado jersey is ugly as all as anything, and and everyone else says that's like the coolest one. So maybe maybe I'm yeah. not the best one for this. Well, well, Adam, what uh, what player are you get, are you gonna get for this uh, screaming eagle uh, the creation that the Capitals have uh, unveiled yeah. upon us? You know, that, that's a good question. Uh, it, it depends on how long I wait. If, if I wait until the teams are actually playing. Uh, and Verona starts well, so I forget how awful he was in the po- last two postseasons. <laughs> then, then it might be him. But if if I get one before then, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't. I guess I did get an Ovechkin jersey somewhat recently, but I, I'd probably consider another Ovi. That that one will be timeless. Um, but real fast on the money, I, I I think the Caps jersey might just be top because Ovechkin. Is one of the top selling jerseys always in the NHL, and Henrik Lundqvist is as well. So I think the Cavs might be getting boosted by kind of the, those big names up top. There you go, uh, JP. Uh, I, I think you had some thoughts on Twitter about this when it was unveiled. So uh, detail them out here. Yeah, I mean it's re- it's not really for me. Uh, you know, I, I like those jerseys fine. I actually like the old blue jerseys. You know that they had the screaming eagle on, but I think. Uh, the logo, the size isn't uh, the same. It's not the same size as it was. I mean, it's so big now that the captain C has to go on the other uh, shoulder, and and that's kind of weird. And then, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's just uh, not my thing. It does look better on the players, but everything looks better on Tom Wilson than it does, you know, <laughs> just kind of uh, on a, on a shelf or something. So, uh, you know. It, We'll see it in action. It'll be fine. I like that they did something 
uh, different because I was getting a little tired of different versions of the same old jersey. So uh, it's something, but you know, I think I'll uh, I'll probably pass on this one. Do you feel like it's a missed opportunity for them to get a third color into the rotation, though? I mean, uh, that, that that's maybe my biggest gripe. It's just you mean like really, blue? Yeah, like all yeah, these yeah, other yeah. teams kind of put a different color on their third jerseys, or, or a lot of them do, just because it mixes it up. I mean, it's, it it's been a red jersey or a white jersey for you know twelve years now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I I would have loved a, a blue jersey. Um, you know, even if they had to go with the uh, old logo or uh, if they went with the Weagle or, you know, whatever they go with. I mean, the one good thing about this jersey that I do like is that it's uh, actually a logo and not a word mark because I, I'm never a big fan of, of word mark uh, logos. So, uh, you know, for, for my money, a logo... You should be able to identify a logo in just, you know, silhouette. You should be able to know, like, when you think of, like, the Red Wings or, uh, you know, Blackhawks, uh, the the timeless logos, you know, you can identify just from their outline, not even looking at them. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather see uh, logos like this than uh, word marks. There you go. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm kind of – in between where you guys are here for me i i like the logo because i've always liked the screaming eagle i think it i associate that maybe selfishly as the really the moments where i became a capital fan when they were terrible and i was going to games for five dollars at the mci center so maybe i have some nostalgic value tapped in there i think I, I think if I'm not mistaken, that that was the first jersey that Alex Ovechkin wore too. So that's that's always kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So that I, you know, I think for me the colors are what's weird to me. Like I associate the scream and the eagle with those particular color schemes, and I know that one of the things with the retro jerseys is that they were trying to mix up colors and different logos and stuff like that. So I guess maybe putting it with their current color scheme makes sense, but. I'm with you guys, and I think it was kind of a missed opportunity and maybe a blue background reminiscent of when they were going on the cup run in uh, 98 or something would have been would have been pretty cool to see. So uh, there you go. That's my take on it. Um, so uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, I'm going to spring my extra special game show on uh, these two unsuspecting uh, podcast co-hosts. So uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I'm still here with Adam and uh, JP. So... All right, guys, I have a game show for you, and uh, I have partially stolen this idea from uh, the Puck Soup podcast. Um, And so are you guys familiar with the website Cameo? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, JP, describe to me what Cameo is. Uh, My understanding is that you pay D-list celebrities to record like 30-second video chats uh, for you to send to your friends or something. There you go. Well, I think think that is very accurately surmised. Uh, And uh, there are hockey players on here. Uh, The highest – just to give you guys kind of a range of reference here, the highest one I could see was – it actually wasn't Marc Messier. It was – Oh, this is great podcasting while I look this up. But it was, uh, it was, oh, Mike Ruzioni from the 1980 Olympic team. He was $500. And uh, the highest one of like a really kind of modern NHL player is Mark Messier with $300. And uh, the lowest is a guy named Joe Pace, who is $5. So I'm going to do the following. I have 10 NHL players picked out here and we're going to do prices right rules and we're going to alternate and we're going to have one of you guys or both of you estimate how many dollars this NHL player costs to make a cameo appearance. Okay. So, all right. Um, we're going to do, um, JP, we're going to go with you first. So the first one I have on my list here is, um, Oh, and all of these players are either uh, Metro players or Metro adjacent players. Uh, although the first one here is not. Uh, the first one I have on my list is Ryan Reeves. So give me a dollar number for how much Ryan Reeves would cost to do a cameo. Um, what is the current conversion rate of 
garbage cans <laughs> full of uh, weak old trash uh, to dollars because that's going to help me decide uh, how he set his price. I I, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, garbage is uh, I guess a valuable commodity these days. So uh, give me give me a number. All right. Uh, so we know that Ryan Reeves um, loves himself. Yes. And that's, that's the other variable here, too, is you have to think it's right, not players, just a pure market deal. It's how much they value themselves. Right. And uh, Ryan Reeves wears number 75. So I'm going to think I'm going to say that Ryan Reeves thinks he can charge $75 for people to get him on Cameo. OK, Uh Adam, I guess the uh, the way you're going to do this is are you going to go higher or lower than that? So uh, where, where, where are you at? Uh, higher. You're going to go higher. All right. Um, Adam is correct. Ryan Reeves charges $100 to make a Fuck cameo. Of cameo That's pretty close, JP. Yeah, you were good. You were right on there. Uh, JP, you were, you were in the ballpark, though. So we'll, uh, we're going to mark the first one for Ryan, or for Adam. Uh, all right, so Adam here. All right, the next one is uh, we're going to say this guy has uh, some takes uh, that are maybe not the most Japers Rink friend, radio-friendly uh, takes, uh, at least from one or probably all of the podcast hosts here. Uh, the next one is uh, Tony D'Angelo. So, Adam, how much do you think Tony D'Angelo charges for a cameo appearance? Uh, $149. $149. All right, JP, where are you at? Uh, definitely less than that. Okay, JP is correct. Tony D'Angelo charges $95. Less than Reeves. Less yeah, than Ryan right. Reeves. You were right, JP. Reeves loving himself definitely is a good variable in there. There you go. Ryan, Ryan Reeves, the the people's champion. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I guess thought, the Tony I, D'Angelo. I don't. You know. I guess like his thinking there. I mean, he's a younger player, obviously. So I guess I, people I, that are going to get this, I would imagine, know his political views, which yeah. uh, I guess for the purposes of this podcast are either here nor there, but still. Is is Tony D'Angelo more or less than Beverly D'Angelo? Oh, I actually don't know. That's a good question. Let's see. Is that is Beverly D'Angelo even on? Oh, she definitely is. Um, all right. I uh, need to this. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Well, let me. Uh, JP, what what do you, do you think Beverly D'Angelo is less or more? Oh, she, I, I would think more. Okay. Uh, uh, Adam, more or less? Oh, I, I'm not participating in this one. I, I, I feel like I'm missing a, a piece of information. Less. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it, it's more. It's, it's a lot more. It's $150. So uh, Beverly D'Angelo, of course, famous for being in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as the, uh, I think, the, the hot girl, right? I think it's just literally her role. <laughs> so oh, uh, She's the, the wife, the mom. The, oh, she is. Oh, you're right. Wow, I'm getting that movie wrong. All right, yeah, I knew... I, I definitely knew who that person was. Definitely. <laughs> well, we, we value pop culture here on, on Japer's <laughs> as you know. Yeah, 30-year-old um, pop culture. There you, there you go. Um, all right, so uh, JP, I think you're first now. Um, we have a guy who, uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be a pretty obvious hint to where this answer should go. Uh, but for third, I have Zach Boychuk, who... Uh, May or may not follow you on Twitter, although I'm guessing he does. Uh, doesn't he follow literally everybody on Twitter? Indeed. I think he has over 500,000 people that he follows on Twitter, <laughs> which uh, seems a little overwhelming to me, but what do I know? Um, I mean, Zach Boychuk. Who's going to pay for a cameo from Zach Boychuk? Um, I, I mean, if you follow 500,000 people on Twitter, you obviously... Um, want to be liked and you don't think that you're uh above above it all so it's not going to be very much so uh zach boy chuck is 25 bucks okay uh adam higher uh, or lower higher you're wrong zach boy chuck is no. only 20 dollars no <laughs> way 
twenty dollars for Zach Boychuk. Uh, so there you go. Um, I will give it give a hint. That is the lowest on the list, and I think of players who are currently in a, in the NHL. That is the lowest that I saw. Yeah, so there you that, go. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would add our time answering. Is Zach Boychuk currently in the NHL? I think he still is, isn't he? <laughs> Well, uh, whatever. I don't. I don't care that much about. All right, I'm winning. <laughs> All right, so I'm winning. You're winning. All right, you are. You're up two to one. Okay. Uh, the winner. next one we have yeah. is uh, someone who uh, we talk about thinking highly of himself. Um, I'm just gonna say the name. Uh, this is the only one of two uh, former Capitals on this list. Um, actually. JP, I'm going to give you bonus points if you're able to name who this player I'm about to name is. Because I suspect you're going to know who it is. Uh, what? Oh, this is a former oh, oh, Capitals okay. player who okay. was on Cameo. It's It's got to be oh. uh, Julianne Huff's ex-husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. That, was that is easy. Come on, that you don't get a bonus points for that? Come on. Well, all right. Now, I... You know, you guys both knew it. So I think I'm, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay with that here. So, um... All right, so Adam, you're up first, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think I am. Um, all right, how much does Brooks like charge for a cameo appearance? So he thinks he's a life coach now. So is listed though as a former hockey player as his main okay, thing. So, so he is he is going with the hockey stuff. I'm gonna go. Hundred dollars. Okay. JP, higher or lower than a hundred dollars? There is no way Brooks like thinks that you're not going to pay more than that for Brooks like. So well, I am going. Give me a guess. Um, Brooks like uh two hundred dollars. On wow. the nose. No, oh. what a nose for JP. JP, what do you got? Cameo open or something? Like I do if you... not have cameo open, and and I have not been uh, searching for Brooks like cameos surreptitiously <laughs> at other times either. That was wow. just a. Uh, that was a I'm guess. Like, I've got I've got nothing on these things, man. I'm getting smoked. I'm getting embarrassed, blown out. Looks like the caps in the in the bubble. <laughs> Well, maybe they needed Brooks. No, they did not need Brooks. Uh, <laughs> uh, this next player, though, is a player that actually the Capitals could have used in the bubble. Um, so, JP, you have a, you have a, a three-to-one lead, and you get to go first. Um, name to me the uh, cameo price of Nate Schmidt. Oh, boy, Nate Schmidt. Um all right. Uh, hmm. I think that. See, I I, I want to go with his number because yeah. like these these dudes that are in like uh in that ballpark, uh, I figure that there are these like weird numerology dudes at like Sidney Crosby and stuff like these tools that'll like. Uh, give leave money on the table so that their number ends in their jersey number or something. Um, but can Nate Schmidt really think he fetches 88 bucks uh, to like record a 30 second message saying happy birthday? Uh, I mean, he does have that smile. That is a that is an 88 dollar smile. So I'm going to stick with 88. All right, Adam, are you higher or lower than 88 dollars? You know, I think I'm going to go higher because I, I do think, I don't know. Schmidt's like a top two, was a top two D for a while out there. What's like I guess the you could also push what, if you wanted the, to. What, what's the median NHL player? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I, that I literally was thinking that same dollar amount in my head because I was thinking he feels like a number guy, like a jersey number guy. I'm not even joking. That, that was my uh-huh. I I'm gonna go higher though. I mean it's one way one way or the other. So or it's flat, but I'm gonna go higher. All right. Uh so so you're deciding between flat or higher, uh and you wanna go higher? Yeah, I guess. All right. Well uh JP is dead on again. It is indeed eighty-eight dollars <laughs> for yeah. Nate Schmidt. Expected. Which I think actually you knew. I, I don't like it. I almost feel 
bad giving JP credit, but I. Uh, oh my God! What, out of what? my head, I I'm getting screwed. A specific, a specific out if you wanted to push. Yeah, but mind. that that's against the rules, though. You know, like if you can't really just pick the same number. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, he got it right, though. What do you want me to do? Yeah, you could have just called it when he got the number right. That would have been the sporting thing to do. Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you had pushed, I would have give, not given him the point. I would have evened it out. Hey, listen, I can't win them all, okay? Uh, well, not only can you not win them all, you can only win one out of five so far. I am talking about that's where you are right now. Game show things, to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, next up, we're gonna go with um someone who uh. Maybe is the opposite of Nate Schmidt in almost every way I could think of. Um, so I guess Adam, I think you're first here. Um, tell me how much Sean Avery costs. Uh, is he listed as? Does he list himself as hockey player or as like his other stuff? He was under the hockey category, so I'm gonna count that. Man. I need to get close on one. JP's literally gotten the last two on the nose. <laughs> Let's do $149. No. JP, what say you? Hold on. It sounded like uh, Adam was having uh, second fine. thoughts. It's no, you're fine. good with that? I think, I, I think that's going to be too high, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so you're telling me what I should pick now, too? You so, well, you think you it's too high. Go lower. Then. Listen, why don't you just give your number and it'll be right anyway. Now I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go sixty six dollars. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that was a big big change. Yeah. Um, so now since uh, by the rules that that Greg just set out last round, if I say push, then nobody gets the point. And so if I play defense now with the big <laughs> Z, uh, I can't no, I can't possibly push, lose this. Push and it's wrong then Adam gets the point no matter what. Oh, we're just making this up as yeah, we go, I'm making, aren't we? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm 100% making this up. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Sean Avery is another... Uh, I mean, to be honest, if you're on this thing, you already think pretty damn highly of yourself. Like, if you think people are going to pay you for this, and but at the same time, like, it's not enough money that, like... Uh, it makes a difference because it, it, so it's still a little bit pathetic. It's like it, that's that's the, that's the beautiful thing about cameo, I guess, is it's like in that sweet spot of um, people with egos who like need the money. It's it's pretty sad. Um, but sixty six dollars. Uh, Sean Avery uh, probably thinks he's worth more than that, so I'm gonna go higher. All right. Do you want do you want to give me an exact uh, guess? Oh, I'm not. I, I, uh, I'd say a hundred bucks, but uh, I, I don't know. All right. Well, you you were you're you're right again. Uh, it is higher. Although, if you were gonna say a hundred, actually, um, Adam would have been closer because Sean Avery actually only seventy five dollars. I thought is this over or under or I mean, no, isn't this no, high low? No, I'm gonna give you the point because because I mean, presumably, <laughs> implicit in this is the idea that. You would just say seventy-six dollars, or that you would just say one dollar higher. Right, I would have said sixty-seven. That. Right. Yeah, exactly. So then you're then you you win again. So uh, so you would now Doctor. have <laughs> you now have a uh, one two three four five. You have a five to one lead on Adam, who got the first one right and uh, has had a goose egg since. Uh, so, um, but JP, this time you get to go first, which I think is the disadvantage. Um, Tell me how much Adam Fox, a rookie defenseman for the uh, New Jersey Ranger or New Jersey, or uh, sorry, the uh, New York Rangers, uh, would cost for a cameo appearance. Um, I don't even know really who that is, um, which is probably embarrassing. How much was? Uh, how much did we say Tony D'Angelo was? Uh, Ninety-five dollars. So this is Tony D'Angelo's teammate. Um, they're both defensemen on the same team, right? Uh, yes. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, they probably don't want to like cause too much, uh, discord in the room by, uh, by having wildly different self-valuations. Self um, and, 
Um, they maybe they even like decided to do this together, like as a team bonding thing. How many other Ranger defensemen are on this? Do we know? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> What are, you, what are you laughing at, String? I, this is the thought process that's going to get me to the win. It's 5-1. You should maybe shut the fuck up and let me uh, <laughs> let me work this out. Um, I'm going to go with the exact same number that uh, D'Angelo was, 95 bucks. All right, Adam, do you want to go higher or lower or push? I'll go lower, I guess. JP didn't even know who this guy was, so. I don't. Just... <laughs> JP? I'll go lower. You got it on the nose again. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous. Uh, Logic, logic, motherfucker. I thought it out. (laughs) Yeah, they got some random savant skill in doing this. I had no idea. I mean, you're like, clearly you're right, right? Like, that's clearly what happened is that they probably just did this together and both charged $95, which uh, I guess for Tony D'Angelo, that makes more sense than Adam Fox, who I can't imagine who would get a cameo from Adam Fox, who granted is a good defenseman, but still. Um, All right, so we're going to, we got three more to go, and uh, then we will mercifully end this podcast, and uh, we'll hopefully, maybe maybe Adam can uh, regain some... uh, some ego here just a little bit uh because right now jp is up six to one on you can just stop reading the score at this point man (laughs) well i I don't i mean i'm reading it only because uh when jp got that right that uh that clinched it for him but we i have i've gone through the work of compiling three more of these and we're gonna go with it so um i think um adam you went second last time so you get to go first this time. Give me the uh, cameo cost for Martin Brodor. Mm. How many shutouts did Brodor have? Hold on, let's see. <laughs> now you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> How many Enterprise Rent-A-Car ads did he have to do? Yeah, seriously. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. How many did he have? Uh, 125. All right. Now, how much was Messier again? Uh, Messier was $300. All right. We're gonna get, so I'm just trying to get a frame of context. I feel like 125 is kind of cheap. I feel like Bordeaux's got to think more highly of himself. I think he's going to be closer to Brooks-like, actually. With so this. Give me, give me but a then number. again, he, he is pretty desperate if he's doing all these Enterprise commercials. All uh, the time. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a factor. All right, we'll go like 150. Okay, JP, do you, or, uh, do you want to go uh, higher, lower, or push? Um, I mean, uh, I, I kind of want to play the four corners defense and preserve this thing, but uh, I'm gonna go. Um, uh, you know, uh, what did we say that Sean Avery was again? Like 70 bucks. Yeah, $75. Okay, that was like a major Brodeur adversary, uh, as was Messier. Um, It it would be embarrassing if Martin Brodeur was getting less than Brooks Like uh, (laughs) on Cameo. Um, But it's possible. Uh, I... I guess I'm going to go over 150, but uh, I don't feel confident about it. There you go. Well, Adam, we have your first dead on. Mark, you <laughs> nice. need $150 on Cami. All right. There All you right. go. All right. We have, we have two lesser known players, and then we can uh, finally wrap this thing up. So, uh, uh, and we have one from uh, the thirstiest team in the NHL. Um so, oh boy, I forget who went first. I think it was Adam. So, JP, give me a number for Evgeny or, or uh, Evgeny Sne- uh, Shmechnikov, or however the fuck you pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, the the Shmechnikov. Shmechnikov. Yeah, there you go. Um, geez, I didn't even know that dude could speak English. Um, geez. Well, does I, that factor in the cameo price or not? I don't know. Um. Wait, but that's not the uh, 
that's not the dude on Carolina, is it? Is it? Yeah, I think it is. I might have I might yeah, have typed the wrong name. Yeah, you, I think you typed the wrong. Wait. I did. It, it's it's Sveshnikov, though. Wait, I got it. I got that right. Isn't it? It's but it's Andre Sveshnikov. Right. You're totally right. You're totally right. His brother is on Detroit. Oh, so this is like his brother, who I literally the bad one. I'm looking this up. Um, let me, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me. I will, I will report back to you. This lacrosse goal guy who got dropped like a toilet seat. Oh no, totally. You guys are totally right. Uh, I'm gonna pick a different player because this clearly was not who I thought it was. Uh, I blew it. I blew it. Uh, let's pick a different one. Let's do um. Do you guys? Uh, all right. Well, so who's going first? It's uh, it's JP this round. Do you want to guess Jacob uh, Jacob Slavin or Peter Morazic? Uh, I guess I'll guess Slavin. All right. Okay. You get Slavin. So, uh, and and Adam, don't complain because I know you want to complain. So, uh, uh give me give me a number for uh, Jacob Slavin. Sixty-nine. Boom. All right. String, are you higher or lower? Um. Higher. All right. Uh, Adam is correct. Uh, he is $74. So JP was right there. But uh, pretty good. You guys have actually been pretty good at this game. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of this game. Um, all right. Final one is uh, a guy with uh, the old, or well, one of only two alliterative names on this list. Uh, and he's been a goalie for a lot of teams in the uh, Metro Division. And that is uh, Keith Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Who I will give you a hint is not the lowest dollar number on this list. And uh, Adam, you go first. I hardly remember what the lowest dollar amount on this list was. It was twenty dollars, <laughs> and it was Zach Boychuk. We uh, were unclear uh, if he's still in the league or not. Uh, fifty. All right. Uh, JP, are you higher or lower? Um, I, I'm Keith Kincaid. Uh, 50 bucks. Um, lower, I oh, guess. Oh, I feel bad. Adam, you, you got victimized by the format here. Um, cause, uh, Keith Kincaid is $49. Get out of here. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I, the, the format giveth and the format taketh away. Uh, because, Adam got uh, re- Adam got really good at that late in the in the game. He did. Yeah. He did. I uh, want to check his search history. if he was doing search history, then uh, he would have gotten the exact dollar amount, right? Well, he was sandbagging. Well, <laughs> well I mean. But but the problem with this be too format obvious. is that there's a you have a 50-50 shot even if he did, did Google it but tried to sandbag you. Uh, I would have gone 45 if I was trying to 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 be sneaky. So I think you might have still gone lower. Maybe. All right, but. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna call a wraps to mercifully to this uh, podcast that is uh, now almost an hour long. Um, so uh, the final winner of uh, Greg's game show, uh, cameo style, with uh, credits to Paksuk, who first came up with this format, is uh, we have JP as a 7-3 to three winner, although Adam came on strong late. So, uh, so uh, JP, uh, you since you won, you get to go first. Where can uh, people find your stuff on various musings? I mean, there's nothing. I ain't got shit. <laughs> none, none of I us mean... have anything. I, I guess I, I guess uh, at Japers Rink and uh, I mean you guys know all that shit already. There you go. And Adam, uh, where can people find your stuff? Uh, I don't really write much anymore, but you can follow me on Twitter at Stringham A. Um, you know, just, just muse every now and again. I know uh, not posting about hockey as much anymore, but that might pick back up here. It's uh, I have a feeling that'll be a, a nice thing for me to sit and watch with my daughter once she's uh, old enough to look at the TV. So that is think we're gonna, yeah, we'll see a nice little pickup here soon. There you go. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, hard to blame you for not posting about hockey because uh, there has been no hockey for a couple of months now. So pretty understandable. So uh, 
Uh, you can find me at GregY underscore JR. You can find the uh, show at, at Japers Rink Radio. You can find myself at Japers Rink, which you can find at, at Japers Rink. Uh, if you like the show, please give it five stars uh, on iTunes. It helps people find the show. You could tweet at me, and that's always helpful, too, if you have questions or anything like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so next week we are um, getting uh, the – we're getting Jay Fresh from uh, Twitter who's going to give us some uh, – insights into a couple of interesting articles he's written on uh jack hughes and capacaco so i'm excited to get to talk to him and uh so look forward to that next week and uh jp and adam thanks for uh, hopping on our pleasure